and welcome to episode 10 of This Is Her Story. And thanks so much for all of your support and the kind words that you have shared as I've seen some of you face to face. We're moving into the season of Advent, uh, which begins this coming Sunday on December 2nd. And that means it's about to get pretty crazy in the church world. So I'm planning to bring a devotional or two, uh, but you probably won't hear any interviews until 2019. I'm working on scheduling that, uh, actually working on scheduling another 10 episodes. So keep an eye out for the new interviews in January. Uh, In the meantime, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or I'm also on LinkedIn. In this episode, I interview Heather Easton, and she's the worship pastor at Plymouth Church uh, in Plymouth, Michigan. We talk about cultivating an atmosphere of worship and collaborating with a team, and it was just a lot of fun to sit down with her, to hear her story, and, and to laugh together. So I hope that you will enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. really need to tell better stories instead of complaining about it, right? What if we right. just start telling the stories and, and really flood the airwaves with something different? Anyway, I'm so excited that you're here <laughs> and that you I'm agreed too. to do this. It's okay. Remember, I can edit <laughs> all of this out. I'm going to be editing it all out. You, I think, are episode 10. Wow, that's awesome. So that is really cool. That is so cool. And tell me where you're at right now. Okay, I am the worship pastor at Plymouth Church of the Nazarene. And how long have you been there? Six years. It was six years back in September. Okay, now your current senior pastor is not the one who brought you on though, right? No, yeah. um, The pastor that brought me on was Pastor Fred Hall. And he retired three years ago. And then we got Pastor Jeff Cardiman. And it's been awesome. Both pastors, awesome. Well, it's good, though, you made the transition. And yeah. It doesn't always happen in, yeah. in the Nazarene church. So Yeah. No, it was awesome. It was like when Jeff came in, he just told us right away, I want to work work with you guys. And it was like he had always been there. Yeah. So we all of us just got along so well, and it was just amazing. <laughs> and you it's see, been amazing since. You seem like you have a good <clears throat> team, like your team works well together. Yeah. Whenever I've seen you at events and stuff. that We you... do. Now, how long have you been ordained? I was ordained, I think, in 2013. Yeah, you play several instruments. I play a couple. You play yeah. guitar and piano. Do you play anything else? I have to admit to trumpet, but that was like a long, long time ago, like, like high, high school. school. Yeah, <laughs> so if I tried now, it would hurt, and it would sound horrible. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I played flute in junior high, and that's why I quit when I got to high school. So I'm like... <laughs> I didn't want to be last year for all my mm-hmm. life. Yeah. I have to admit, track was more important to me than being in the band. So I quit for track. Oh, well, see, at least it was good. I, I quit for debate club and did that for the first semester. And then, and I mostly I did it for the research. And then I'm like, wait, I have to get up and talk. Mm-hmm. So then I right. So then I quit that too. Okay. So just talk about your call a little bit. Okay. When did you really start to get, feel like you had a call to ministry to ordain ministry, like we all have, blame, we have a call mm-hmm. to serve God and serve the yeah. kingdom. But. Yeah, I feel like mine was um, for ordained ministry at least. It was kind of a, a journey. 
um, an encouragement by uh, my my senior pastor, my first pastor that I worked under full time. So my call, I felt like I was called back in high school, back around junior year. And I was actually going into, I was looking at law, going into law school and um, was part of like the junior Akin bar association and all that stuff. And, but that just didn't feel quite right. And I remember going to one of our fall youth retreats, we were at a hotel and I'm like, okay, God, this is the weekend. You're going to tell me what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> and right. I'm telling God what he's going to do. <laughs> and um, I'm going to come back and I'm going to know exactly if law is it or if it's something else. And I go through the weekend and I felt like I heard nothing. And my youth pastor uh, said on Sunday night, I want you to get up and testify. I was like, no, I have nothing to say because God didn't say anything to me. So I was a little mad, but he's like, nope, you're going to testify. So I'm in front of my church and I'm saying this. And I'm like, I, I don't feel like law is it, and I can't figure it out. I know the church is my home, and I know music needs to be a part of my life. And, like, you could see, like, my parents and, like, just people being like, put it together. <laughs> like, we know this. You need to know this. And it was like a light bulb went off, and I was like, I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to um, be a worship pastor. And the place was just like, finally, yes, <laughs> you got it. So... From then on, it was no questions, and I started looking at schools, and I ended up at Mount Vernon, which I tried to say no to God to again, and I was looking at Tribeca. I was looking at a place back home, anywhere else but Mount Vernon, but my pastor growing up was a graduate from Mount Vernon. He's like, just go for me. You've been to the basketball stuff. You've been to all the the youth group events at all of or all of it. Wow, that's our region now, at Mount Vernon. <laughs> And, uh, but you haven't been just by yourself just to see. So just go for me. So I agreed because he played that card. And, uh, as soon as we parked, my mom and I went, as soon as we parked, I just started to cry. And she's like, this is it. That was another thing that God was like, yeah, don't say no, because <laughs> there's that. And so I went through Mount Vernon. I lived at home for a year and a half and worked at, in billing at a landscaping company before I got to my first church. I was called by Pastor Randy Owens from Saginaw Valley. It's where Sharon Norman is now. Yeah. So, and I was, I lived with his daughter in, in an apartment in Mount Vernon. And he called, he said, what are you doing? I want you to come up here. And went up and interviewed and that was it. Um, within a month, I was living in Michigan. <laughs> so, uh, and I was there for three years. And it was him that really encouraged me to be ordained. And graduating, I was four credits short of four classes short of ordination. He just encouraged me to, and he said, it's it's going to be easier for you <laughs> if you do. And I didn't disagree. And so I prayed about it and it was like, yeah, go ahead, go ahead and do this. And so I took the classes and became district licensed. And then I moved to, to Crown Point, Indiana. I was there for two years and then came here in 2012, 2012 and um, was ordained the next assembly. Well, I was going to ask you why you chose worship pastor versus another another direction yeah. within the ordination, but you kind mm -hmm. of answered that. Yeah. So well, it's music. Music has always been a part of my life. I've right. played piano since I was five, and my dad has he was he's the worship leader back home, and for as long as I can remember, he's been the worship leader back home, and my mom has been the piano player my whole life. And as soon as we were kind of old enough and were interested enough, we started being a part of the praise team. And so my brothers are both on the praise team. My sister-in-law is part of the praise team. It's, it's, so it's part all, of us. Yeah, it's all in your family. <laughs> so you grew up then in Ohio, uh -huh. right? 
And so I'm guessing you grew up in the church, yep. sounds like. Yep, born and raised in the Nazarene church. It's good. I love it. I fell in love with the church, and I, I never thought to leave or try somewhere else. Yeah. I just believe in this church, and I believe in what we believe in. Talk to me about some of the myths of being a worship pastor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, like my husband will say, oh, yeah, he jokes because he knows the truth, right? But I'll say, <laughs> lead pastors, all you do is drink coffee and read the Bible. <laughs> Although I do drink coffee and read the Bible a lot, but, <laughs> you know. Right. So I'm sure there are myths about surrounding the worship pastor. Sure. I don't know how many times I've had the question, what do you actually do all day? Um, <laughs> I mean, you work, what, like two hours a week because you just put the music together and then sing it. But no, <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot. The, um, it's been a lot of time. I do spend a lot of time in prayer and um, a lot of time with Pastor Jeff as he's figuring out the direction, you know, seeking God and, and um, where do we want to go next? What? What, where are we, what series are we supposed to be doing? And then he really works it out in his head out loud. And um, so I get to hear a lot more than I have with any other pastor. And that's not like a thing against any other pastor, but um, I know exactly where he is. Right. <laughs> so I can get a lot more in depth or detailed in every other aspect of the service, whether it's music or media or um, how it looks or scripture or you know those other aspects of worship that's not just music so there's a lot of research going into to this stuff um it might not be you know theological <laughs> you know but it's it's the other aspects of it so there's a lot of research and then um spend a lot of time working with a lot of volunteers and so it's it's a lot of time with individual people and um especially with music you have you know, the guys on the team saying, what are we doing in this bar of this measure? So you're looking up your stuff real quick so you can actually answer right. <laughs> intelligently. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Not always drop what you're doing, but try so you can answer the questions because they're practicing. And I want them to to practice and not wait on me right. um, if that's what they're doing right now. So and then just practicing learning it myself and then preparing for practices, going through the practices and that's just the music side of it. That's just the, the Sunday morning service side of it. So all of us, we have a lot of other jobs that we do, right. you know, outside of our main specialty. But there's a lot that goes into it. So sometimes I think when people ask me that question, maybe this is snarky, but sometimes I think I'm going to trade jobs with you for a day or for right. a week. Right. So it's heavy. Like, I don't know if you feel this as, as a preacher. I'm sure you do. I'm sure it's even more. But just it's really heavy, that responsibility that you feel. Right. To um, to be able to bring somebody into to the presence of God, and you're going, why, <laughs> why am I doing this? Like, what right. makes me qualified? Really, I've gone to school, I'm trained musically, but for real, <laughs> right. why am I qualified? Why am I doing this? Um, and to be able to do it well, but really stay in tune with the Spirit and being able to let go of it. Right. So. And, and you're working so <clears throat> similar to like if you were leading an orchestra or something, right? But you're working with volunteers. Yeah. So yep. it's not the same level, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, they're, it's not the same level of skills and gifting and mm -hmm. commitment mm -hmm. for each person. Yeah, they're about, yeah, exactly. It's volunteers, and um, I've been blessed with some very talented volunteers. Um, over, I've been there for six years, so it's been fun to see how they've grown in their own skills in six years. So when I came um, 
the church, they had um, Daniel Rogers, and he's amazing. And But I think there was a gap between he and I. There was a time gap. I don't know that there was a full-time drummer. Jeff Cheddar, he's our youth pastor. He's like, I was in drumline, I think, in school. And so he's like, okay, I'll play the drum set. And it was just everything was super basic. And not just drums, but every everybody was just like really basic. And they didn't have a regular practice. They just threw it together on Sunday morning. And so we started those. And over the years, like I would spend several weeks with a song with them at first before we rolled it out on a Sunday morning. And now I just, Thursday before, we're like, okay, let's try to put this together. And they nail it. It's just their skill levels. All of them have skyrocketed. It's awesome. How do you approach your song selection? I think that's, <laughs> it's, I, I know, just a little bit of insight from my own worship director and mm -hmm. what she shares with me. So, but I'm sure everybody has their own approach. And, and I think it's good for people who are listening of that there is a, Mm -hmm. If you have a system. Yeah, yeah. I do. The um, Not throwing <clears throat> darts, I'm assuming it's not. No, right? <laughs> no <laughs> it's really not. Like sometimes, sometimes it's, it's easier and sometimes it's hard. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just really get blocked. But the, uh, I tend to, if, when, when Jeff talks to me um, about what he's doing, sometimes, you know, songs, they just automatically pop up. Of course, I'll like pray through them, you know, make sure they're what we're supposed to be doing. And then other times I, I really have to search. And I'll, um, sometimes I just, it's literally just going through my whole list of songs until something pops out at me. And then other times it's going, um, thematically, you know, like this week we're in the middle of fruit of the spirit. I'll just give you an example of what we're doing, of, uh, how I'm processing this. So, uh, we're in the middle of the fruit of the spirit and we're going backwards through them. So this week we are do we're on kindness and there's not many songs that, just deal with kindness. There's a song called Kindness, literally, Chris Tomlin from years ago. I hadn't heard it, but Pastor Jeff texted to me last night. So I listened to it. I'm like, sure, let's do it. And there's like a couple words in some of these other songs. But sometimes it's easy to get really wrapped up in the theme. Right. And you don't necessarily have to be completely every single song connected to the theme. I'm definitely guilty of that. I'm like, oh, every single thing in the service just has to, to line up with that. And it's good. It's a journey. But the past few weeks, Jeff has also said, um, don't necessarily stick completely with the theme, but let them hear the songs that are speaking to you. And um, some of our worship has just been really powerful with that. And um, so just sticking into it with praise and identity and worship and figuring out what songs does your congregation, does your church really identify with? Right. And pulling in those familiar ones and then bringing, you know, one or two that are involved with the theme that you can, like, start guiding and pointing towards. It doesn't have to start right at the beginning. So, yeah, it's like I go through it's I go through a couple different things. And sometimes it's quick and I don't have to do a lot of other research. Other times I just have to start thematically going through my list, start looking at themes. Sometimes I'll just take a word like kindness and look up Webster's Dictionary thing, you know, definition right. of it. And maybe that will start popping in other songs, you know, just by reading a new aspect of what the word means or synonyms or things like that. And then I can start pulling it all together. Okay, so what are you working on right now that you're most excited about? And it doesn't mm. have to necessarily be at church, but it can be. Okay, I'll give you a couple things maybe. Um, personally, what I'm working on right now, um, we mentioned earlier that I play guitar and it's only been the past year and a half that I've learned how to play. Oh. 
So that has been really fun. The I bought my guitar like 10 years ago with the intention of learning to play it. And every time I did, I'm like, oh, no, this hurts, you know, and I would just quit because playing piano doesn't hurt. First, right. um, like I just had this block that my hands were too small and I couldn't reach the chords and it just made me mad. And I'm used to being good at things quickly and I wasn't. <laughs> and so I just kept putting it down. And a couple, couple years ago, it was more like, man, I really wish I had a guitar available right now and right now it's just be on piano and and sometimes Jeff on bass and I'm like this is just kind of boring you know and not to say that piano is boring but I just wanted something different I couldn't always get all of my guitar players or one of them so I decided I just needed to start learning and I picked it up again and took lessons and it for some reason the guy I was taking from moved my hand just a certain way and everything started to click Oh. And I don't know why, but then I just loved it. And I started uh, trying to play. And then Jeff is a bass player and he's a guitar player. And so he started teaching me stuff too and just challenging me. And he would just come into my office with random songs. I'm like, okay, let's play this. Right. <laughs> and he's doing this to me with the bass right now. He'll come in and he'll try to have me play bass. And we had a standoff <laughs> for about five minutes one day. But the uh, it's been a lot of fun, a lot really challenging but I started taking to it quickly again. Right. And so that just made my passion for it grow. And so that's been a lot of fun. So that's a personal thing. That's just, um, I'm learning that. Uh, since it's musical, of course, it's very fun for me. Right. <laughs> um, at church right now, um, we're going into Christmas and Christmas has always been, well, not always, but the past few years, I've kind of done battle with the Christmas season. Um, because I've been stuck on the performance and I, I started to not like that aspect of things. I didn't want to be a performance. I didn't want to do performing. Um, I wanted to worship and I, I didn't want the pressure of the season and just, I have to do this because we've always done, done it this way. And this year is a little bit different. I think people have like my team and our church, I feel like we've we've gotten past that performance part of it and they're they're worshiping and they're just excited about that. And I had um, part of my team over a couple of weeks ago and we talked about Christmas and I was like, if you could do anything, what would you want to do? And they're like, we just want to worship. And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, this is it. So um, we just started thinking of fun ways to, to do Christmas and it's challenging and it's scary because I've never done some of these things before, like included right. toys <laughs> right. into um, the music or different parts. I don't want to say too many things, but yeah, because we're still actually dreaming. Right. But it's Christmas is a little more fun this right. year than it has been for me recently. So that's that's nice. I mean, that's where my head and my world is right now is Christmas because it's next month. It's next week that's <laughs> or funny. two weeks from now. I, I get what you're saying about Christmas and, and Advent. I, I, I've always felt like like we get like we get, we're not allowed to be creative mm -hmm. during Advent. Like here's mm -hmm. what you're gonna sing, here's what you're gonna preach on. Mm -hmm. Like it's the same text, and I like Christmas Eve. I'm always like, what <laughs> can I possibly say that hasn't been said in two thousand years? You I know, know, on this one text in Luke, know. you know. And so I've always kind of felt the same way. I feel like. For, I think several years I checked out mm -hmm. you know I just I, I showed up and I preached a message but I was not in it to win it you know right and last year we did something unique um, 
and, and took a, a different approach to it in the preaching stuff. And, and we're going to continue that. Last, last year we focused on um, the star. And so we yeah. talked about how the star points us towards Christ. And we, and we did that starting in Genesis all the way through Revelation. And then and this year we're talking about the gift. And um, so, yeah, when you can when you can approach it creatively like that, mm-hmm. otherwise I feel like society tells us how we're supposed to do it. Right. Like the other, there are other right. weeks you get to actually <laughs> worship and and preach what God puts on your heart, and then it, and then and then for four weeks, culture tells you what you're supposed to do. So. Right. Yeah. Right. This year, like we're not even following the traditional Advent. I mean, Jeff is this. He really encourages to think outside the box, go different, just whatever you can dream up. And I'm like, oh, I'm really not that creative. <laughs> um, at least I don't think I am. But so this year, it's fruit of the spirit, and we're sticking with it. We're not deviating from that. But since we did flip it backwards, if you go in order from front to back, it's love, joy, peace, patience. And love, joy, and peace, those are like your tra- some of your traditional Advent right. words. And right. so we're like, oh, okay, we're a little, um, we're getting a little Advent there, but it's the fruit of the Spirit. We're coming at it from from the Spirit aspect, and it's it's a little it's it's a little different. And I think that's kind of excited us a little bit, yeah. since we we're, we're not conforming right. <laughs> to that traditional so you'll end so you're going sense. backwards so you'll mm-hmm. end up love will be what will be 23rd December 23rd yeah okay. and then Christmas Eve the next day and have no clue what I'm doing there yet but right. Jesus <laughs> Jesus exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's always Jesus yeah I'll get up sometimes <laughs> on Sunday mornings I'll get up sometimes and I'll tell my husband I have nothing to say today and he'll say just say Jesus loves you <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's what I'm gonna go with. That's the best message ever. <laughs> it really is. No, the Sundays I have nothing to say, or the Sundays I end up preaching like 40 minutes. Right. He's like, I thought you had nothing to say. Right. Right. Aren't those the best though? Yeah. Those are the best. The times you have nothing to sing is when you have 12 mm-hmm. songs and you have to figure out which ones you're not gonna sing. Right. Yep. I know the days you go and you're like, okay, God, this has gotta be you because I got nothing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and. Uh, they, they're the best days. Share some. Worship is not just about music. Mm-hmm. So um, the whole, the whole, that whole hour, hour and a half, whatever it is, that moment, that whole thing is yeah. worship. So just talk about what are some of the keys to creating an atmosphere so that worship will happen. Man, that's hard because sometimes what works one day doesn't work another day, and you don't know why. I mean, the best. The best and first thing is just prayer and being willing to let go of it. Um, I'm I'm a big planner and kind of a control freak. But when it comes to the service, you know, I've always been been willing to be like, okay, if, if this doesn't happen because, God, you say something in that moment and we're doing something else, do it. Just let me always be aware of what you're saying. Always, you know, help me help me to stay tuned to you and not really concerned about what their, you know, the congregation is doing. By the same time being <laughs> aware of what the congregation is doing. So prayer is, prayer is the first thing. For me, one of the things I like to do, not everybody does it, and maybe, I don't know, maybe my team's like, you're talking too much, just let us go home because we're tired. I always tell them what we're doing and why, and a little insight into where Pastor Jeff is in his message, and this is why we're singing this song, and this is where it's going and this is the you know my objective and 
it's not mine. It's what I'm hoping God is working through. And so they can understand that. So they're not blind, but the whole praise team up with me is moving the same direction. So it's, it's not just me for me. It's never always been just me. The, uh, I, I tell them all the time, you guys are worship leaders. You guys are just as important as I am. I might be directing things and doing all the talking, but you're just as key because they're watching you just as much as they're watching me. I'm paid. <laughs> I have to do this. <laughs> you know, you're not. Right. Um, and they've known them a lot longer. You know, they trust them. They trust. I hope they trust me. Scripture is huge. Um, and I, I admit I don't use it as often as I should. It's really easy to to depend on myself. Um, I can always think of something to say. Right. <laughs> scripture, it's when it's when scripture is used, I think that it just speaks a lot more. It has a lot more power than any words that I could ever have. Just being open and vulnerable, I think speaks a lot too. Letting them see emotion where you are. At, at the beginning of the service, I always try to to think, um, okay, here's our content, but what what will actually draw them in? Right. What will let them let go of everything else that they have to think of <laughs> this week and for you know, dinner right after service and and everything else that they have to do? So what? How can I get them to let go of all of that? No, that's good stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I I have. I show up and preach. <laughs> I count on my worship director and she's like, and I know she reads the scripture that I'm going to preach from. So you, you guys, you engage with your lead pastor uh-huh. verbally. So yeah, um, I, I send her what I'm, and we've worked together long enough now that she can read the text and my title and pretty much have an idea of where I'm going. Just but part of it has to do with we similar personalities and, mm-hmm. And stuff like that. So then sometimes she'll send me, okay, I need a one sentence blur because I have no idea where you go with this. Right. But like I just show up. I mm-hmm. mean, I just say, I don't care. You coordinate this however you want. Yeah. <laughs> just give me a spot to preach at some point. And so I pretty much, she has free reign. That's um, awesome. So, but you, t- t- you seem to collaborate more yeah. with your, with yeah. your team. And mm-hmm. so that's fun. I mean, it's, it's just different. Yeah. Um, and I, I've, I've learned that I really, I really like the environment that I'm in and how, like, Pastor Jeff, he, ha- he just has an open-door policy. And if I'm like, I have a question about anything, or I'm like, okay, what are you doing with this? Because I can't figure out exactly. Then we'll sit there and talk about it, and then it turns into, like, an hour-long conversation, and we've gone, like, five different directions. But it has really, just really getting into his head, and I he's not, it's not always obvious. And that's not a bad thing. He's pulling from me. And I know with so many people, he pulls out things from the scripture that I've never seen before all the time. Like we went through Genesis and we went through all of those stories that we we grew up with as a kid. Um, that you, you know, the, the felt stuff and, Oh yeah. um, Yes. Those things, man, I can't even remember what they're called, but we went through that, and flannel I don't know. Graph. You flannel yeah. graph. Exactly. Wow. But how many times have I read the book of Genesis? You know, right? so many times. And uh, every single one of those stories, I saw it brand new. He's like, what do you think God is saying here? You know, it's just, just one-on-one conversations. What do you think God is saying here? So I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what he's saying. Da, 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 da. He's like, I think he's saying this. And I'm like, mind blown. Like, this is insane. Right. Um, 
that's just how it's always been. So I can't always tell where he's gonna go. There is something, there's something unique though, when you work as a team like that, like Mm -hmm. even with my worship director, it just amazes me sometimes because I'll get up and like she has an idea where I'm going. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I'm listening like every song. There's a, there'll be a, a, a verse in the song that's mm-hmm. almost word for word for something that I'm going to say in my message mm-hmm. yeah. before I get up. And because she doesn't know any of that. Mm-hmm. She hasn't heard me go through my full message. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's right where the spirit comes in. And you're mm-hmm. just like, I'm really glad we have a third person involved in this. <laughs> I know. The spirit. <laughs> I know. As much as, as, much as uh, Jeff and I talk about the services, that happens. And uh, I'll just start chuckling. You know, in my seat, I just start laughing a little bit because I'm like, yep, we sang that. We didn't even talk about that song, you know, and we did this. We didn't even talk about that one. And, you know, scripture that I bring in or something he's used. He's like, yeah, you didn't know that, but (laughs) it's there. So I don't know. The spirit, the spirit has it. (laughs) He's got it every time. He does. So even when we think we're struggling, he's got it. He knows exactly. Are you ready for a speed round? Okay. Speed round. What are we doing? It's just a top 10 speed round. Okay. I'm going to ask you 10 questions. Okay. Introvert or extrovert? Introvert. Coffee or tea? Tea. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Favorite hymn of the church? His Eyes on the Sparrow. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Favorite current contemporary song? Uh, Worship. Who You Say I Am. Well, who does that? Hillsong. A place for your dream vacation. Oh, okay. Hawaii, Scotland. Yep. Um, Italy, <laughs> England. Anywhere outside of the country, even though Hawaii is one of our 50 states. Nightmare vacation. Third world. Sorry, anywhere that has cockroaches and um, no yeah. toilets. No toilets. <laughs> Something you're not good at. Something I'm not good at. Talking to new people. Clean or messy desk? Messy. <laughs> Mine, it took me 15 minutes to clean this before you got here. I just want you to know. <laughs> Mine's a wreck. It's always a wreck. Oh, man. I've got to get this cleaned up before she gets here. <laughs> Secret Hollywood crush. Oh, gosh. Any four of the Chris's would work. <laughs> the Chris's. <laughs> Chris Pine, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pratt, and Chris, oh, who's Captain America? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's another Chris. <laughs> the four Chrises. Any of them. I never, I, don't, like, I just don't, like, know anybody's name. All right, so I usually try to close with words of wisdom okay. to us, uh, another woman who is wrestling with the call to ministry. And it's for a woman, not just anybody. Well, it could be for anybody, yeah. And for, for a woman? <laughs> Seems like mostly women are listening to this. But <laughs> maybe we, maybe I should switch it up. Maybe I should be like, <laughs> don't say this. Yeah, don't say this. Um, well, I would say if you're wrestling with your call, I, this, this is obvious, but really cliche. Uh, pray about it. Seek out about it. Get in the word. Find mentors. Talk to people who are in ministry and let them hear your heart. And... If you think that this is really where God wants you to go, take the first step. Go for it. Because if it is, it's going to be the most rewarding thing. Nothing's going to hold you back. 
God's going to give you the strength. He's going to open the doors. He's, he's going to take care of you. And if you're, I mean, this is geared, this is very geared for, for women. If you're worried that it's a man's world, it's not, (laughs) um, it's both. And I know equally, equally respected men and women in the ministry. And if you just walk with integrity and you walk with confidence and strength and your walk with the Lord is evident, then you're not going to have a problem. If you think it's, it's going to be a problem, whether you're a man or a woman, your walk will show and it's going to take care of it. You know, God's going to take care of you through your walk. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Good stuff.